marriages between yes. members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints solemnized in the Holy Temple. You know what I'm saying? I, it's just such Eternal a marriages, bro. They found that uh, one of the reasons why our uh, marriages end in divorce far less frequently is because our women are, uh, quote, 18% significantly hotter. This is going to be the best day ever. This is going to be the best day ever. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to Ward Radio. I'm your host, Cardin Ellis, and today I'm joined via Zoom by none other than Brad and Riley Whitbeck. We got Riley in the studio today, as well as Jonah Barnes, the associate professor of all things apocryphal. Speaking of apocryphal, we read an article today that caught my attention here. Somebody just texted me this super cool article. It says, we sent out 80,000 postcards to Latter-day Saints in the U.S. Here's what we learned. This coming from Deseret News. Now, I don't know who the we was necessarily, whether it was Deseret News or another organization. I found out later on that this was uh, by Josh Coates and somebody named Stephen Craney. It looks like they did some uh, some serious research here and came up with some really, really cool data. Not, I mean, there was five five data points they found, but but the one that really stuck out to me, okay, was the LDS marriages, Jonah, correct me if I'm wrong, Brad, correct me if I'm wrong, LDS marriages are three times more likely to succeed. Did I read that right? Yes, they said, quote, we found that the divorce rate for temple marriages, temple marriages is about three times lower than the national average. So that's not just not just civil marriages that happen to include Latter-day Saints. That is marriages solemnized in our temples three times less likely to end in divorce, which is nothing to sneeze at. Yes. Wow. Okay. Was there any other data <laughs> that they offered and uh, that showed why uh, marriages, like dude, Mormon marriages? Okay, that's freaking three syllables. Marriages between yes. members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints solemnized in the Holy Temple. You know what I'm saying? I, it's just such eternal a marriages, bro. Eternal marriages. Okay, fine. Yeah. That's good. That's no, good. They actually so they, a blessing with every syllable. Yeah. So they got responses back. Responses including portraits of the recipients. They found that uh, one of the reasons why our uh, marriages end in divorce far less frequently is because our women are, uh, quote, 18% significantly hotter. Than oh, that is true. Makes sense. That Wait, just true. 18? Are you sure? Just, <laughs> well, I mean, it's got a, it's got you know, a swing in there. Yeah. But that's what it said. 18% significantly, um, objectively, just better looking women, which, you know, lowers the divorce rate, apparently. So well, I am only 75% sure you're joking. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Riley, I never joke, Riley. I never joke. That's correct. So, um, Jonah well, is the most serious person on this podcast. I do know that. So, well, let's just dive right into the data, my man. Let's dive right into the data here. And um, they cite some significant studies here by Pew Research, religious landscape studies, some going as far back as 2014, some more as recently as within the past five years. Uh, You sent me some screenshots here that I found really interesting. Let's just let's just dive right in, my man. Which one should we do first? Sure. Well, the first one uh, in the discord is a a snippet, snippet, which is German for snippet of uh, (laughs) a a study that shows that. Uh, Latter-day Saints are more likely to be married than members of most other religions. Now, this is, I should say, this is about nine years old. And so back then they were still calling us Mormons. But that's why it says Mormons. But uh, it says that members of the Church of Jesus Christ are 66% um, of, of the of the people that they served were married uh, uh, against 52% of Christians overall, 48% of adults in the U.S. overall, and 37% unaffiliated. So oh, wow. there's a 
more likely chance that members of the church are going to be married. Why? Because our women are better looking. That's what I think. That's just what I think. That's the only reason it could possibly be. Yeah, thanks be. for making us look like a bunch of degenerate, superficial jerks. But, you know, I just... <laughs> are you talking here? You? Oh, no, I fully admit it. I just wouldn't want to besmirch all my other fellow priesthood holders by sharing the moniker. I still like keeping up appearances, right? It's the light in our eyes. The light mm-hmm. of living the gospel. Like, you yeah. mean the ring light or the... Oh, the gospel light. Yeah, yeah. So I do think that's really fascinating. Um Especially when you think about the way that sometimes people talk about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints being a high demand religion, right? Um, and the way that like it actually asks things of its members. I, I think it's fascinating to see that like, hey, here's this measurable quantifier that by all accounts kind of really just improves your life, right? Yeah. So I think that's kind of awesome. You know what we need to start saying is when they say you're a high-demand religion, we need to say, well, you get what you give, so we're actually a high, like, receiving religion. High yield religion. High yield religion. Like, you get more out of it because it's high-demand, so all right, fine. It makes you happier. Your marriages are more stable. Uh, Also, the the next one, a screenshot that we have there, Cardin, is about children saying that uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ have more children than Americans of other religious groups by, like, but like a lot of law, but like a lot, a lot of law. Oh, yeah. Average number of children born to adults uh, who are members of the church, 3.4, um, because sometimes they're really. Small. Oh, yeah. Unaffiliated is 1.7. Really like, short kid. Like, yeah, just really <laughs> small. Yeah, I don't know. Um, little quaku sized, quaku sized kids. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh. Well, I don't know. He's getting pretty big. Point four. He's getting pretty big now. <laughs> By the way, this is, this is a total tangent, but. We went boating one time with Quaku. That guy is shredded. Is anybody? Yeah. You could grate cheese <laughs> on that man. working on that, I believe. Wait, yeah. Scott, that dude is. The work's cool. paying off, man. Yeah. Ooh, that's, he goes to the gym all the time, and I'm like, do you really need to go to the gym? Oh, that's why. It's oh almost as though being high physic- demand, high yield. Exactly. I was about to say, it's almost as though being physically fit is a high demand. Um, a high demand, uh, I don't know, uh, not business, but a high demand lifestyle. Religion, Whatever. if it's CrossFit, yeah. Religion, if it's yeah. CrossFit or Orange Theory. So anyway, yeah, okay. So oh, yeah. church, member, members of the Church of Jesus Christ have 3.4 average children, whereas Christians, 2.2. Most U.S. adults, 2.1. And unaffiliated, 1.7. Now, if you know the math, you have to have 2.1 replenishment rate or else you're not you're not uh, perpetuating your nation. So it sounds like the 1.7 unaffiliated so are what, not pulling their load here. They're kind of so dropping the ball. We're going to put anybody on a boat and just float them off into the Pacific. It's going to well, be people who are affiliated in their religion. I'm thinking that's a good way sorting through and finding those people. You know, it just sounds really reasonable, Jonah. Definitely. A cruise. We're paying a cruise tickets for everybody who's unaffiliated religion. <laughs> and we're just going to let them drift out to sea. That's how Australia happened, right? Just a <laughs> cruise. The, they were going to be the unaffiliated. You literally <laughs> sound like the people that invented the society in Divergent of the castless. You know what I'm saying? Like, good job sounding literally not just like an 18th or 19th century dictator, but just like a futuristic <laughs> one, you know? But a that's funny. dictator, the best Future. kind. So yeah. um, the unaffiliated have 1.7 children on. On average, all U.S. adults ages 40 to 59 average 2.1. Christians are um, 
Strutton 2.2 and uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a.k.a. Mormons, are at 3.4. So dare I say that wokeism has proven to tank your birth rate, which I do believe is uh, anti-Mormon rule like number 17 or 18, that it always tanks your birth rate. And as America goes woke, it's manifest in the measurable quantifiers. And what can we learn about the religious folks? That a Christian society, bare bones, evangelical, anti-Mormon Christian, survives. You need 2.1 to survive a replenishment birth rate but they got 2.2 so they will survive but 3.4 that's thrive that's thrive right there well survive 2.2 but how many of those are converting to the church of jesus christ every year oh so they're not they're not going to replenish themselves yeah Yeah, basically we're saying by their fruits you shall know them meaning by their birth rate you shall know. Yes, <laughs> be true. <right>? Exactly. <laughs> so, oh, now the last thing we put in the Discord was regarding the, the, the first thing we mentioned about divorce. And this comes from Mormoner, Mormoner uh, website. It says it's a compilation of studies, actually, a very useful website. This is in regards to uh, Latter day Saint uh, divorces. It says, Are Latter day Saint marriages more stable? Only 9% of Latter-day Saints identified as divorced. That's compared to 50%, 15% of Catholics, 16% of Buddhists, 17% of Protestants, um, and so on and so on. Unaffiliated, 17%. So in terms of- did you of say divorce, 9% or 90? 9%, 9%, only 9%. Okay, 90. that's better, that's better. Oh, I'm sorry. It sounded I thought like I heard 90, 90 for a second. I was like- To identify as divorced, is that different than being divorced? But oh, I don't know. Nine makes sense. Nine makes more sense. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. The others are all, it's complicated. When, when, the stake, when, the stake, when the stake calls for a marriage uh, a marriage seminar, I identify as Oh, okay. gosh. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Dude. <laughs> So uh, it's actually um, it's actually kind of funny because, uh, you know, unfortunately, many members have watched the show that my my mother just recently passed. You know, it was a family tragedy happened way too early and everything. I've spoken about it on the show, but that means my dad's now a very reluctant bachelor and he's starting to get like the awkward way too early, like invitations to like oh. Facebook groups and like all this other stuff. And he's like, I hate this. <laughs> you know, but he's a handsome devil. He's a handsome devil. So I can see why, you know, but it's really interesting reading these stats. And there were some things that surprised me. Um, it surprised me the demarcations that they had amongst those that were uh, interviewed, like Catholics, Buddhists, evangelical Protestants, then historically black Protestants was 30%. And I was like, okay, well, how, how do you like what makes something a historically black Protestant? Like, are, are they talking like the black Southern Baptist church or well, th- that's what I was wondering. I was like, okay, well to me, that seems like a really, really small subset of Christianity. So small that I don't know if I would put it right up next to Catholics. And then also what's a mainline Protestant I- is that, are you just taking the black members of the, cause I mean, there's black Presbyterian churches, but do you count that that's as mainline true. Protestant or do you oh. ca- count that as historically black Protestant? I'm not sure, but the big outlier was historically black Protestants. And so I don't know if that was just some kind of fuzzy math because they were, uh, doing some strange demarcations. And then also, um, where, uh, it said Orthodox Christians, uh, define Orthodox 
you know, like, like Eastern Orthodox or exactly like, are we going like Byzantine here? Do we have some buddies that floated yeah. over from the Greek Orthodox church, you know, like define Orthodox. So I wasn't exactly sure how to ingest all of that information from 2021 uh, and what all the rubric was, but I thought it was super interesting that only 9% of Latter-day Saints identified as divorced. And um, yeah, I thought that was like a, a really good sign that uh, we're doing something right. What do you think we're doing right guys to make it so that only 9% of us are divorced. I mean, uh, what is it? You, we're all married here. What do you, here, Riley, you're the girl in chief. What does Brad do right? No, I'm just kidding. You're too mushy for me. I don't want to hear your answers. But um, the uh, uh, besides being an amazing, uh, uh, I'm not going to say it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> besides oh, being an amazing lover, those Canadians. I thought you weren't going to say it. <laughs> well, I euphemized it. So um, anyway, the uh, no, what what culturally, because this is, um, was this just in North America? Was this survey? I think it was U.S., right? It was the U.S.? Okay. Yeah, the one in the Desert News, yes. That was that was uh, United States. Okay, so culturally in America, what do members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints do differently that makes their marriages far more successful? We're talking at least twice, sometimes three times more successful than other demographics. What What is it culturally that you think we do that makes us more successful? Here's what I think. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of factors, but one thing I think is that we, from from a very young age, from age eight is when we make our first covenant, right? So from a very young age, we're taught that covenants are important, that promises that we make actually matter. And so that carries on into adulthood. And when you make that promise in the temple to be with someone for eternity, you take it a lot more seriously than, because of the eternal uh implications and the fact that you're so used to that mindset of yeah when i make a commitment i keep to it so um i don't know that's what i learned has that carried you through the myriad um fights and discord this uh discordant arguments you've had on to that belief the only thing we've got so we trap it's all we've got left we trap them like religious pavlov's dogs by making them do covenant after covenant after covenant and then then they're so used to keeping covenants that they stay in marriages no i'm just kidding i would be the best for me (laughs) i would be the best anti-mormon out there I could be even more cynical with sound bites than all the rest of them, right? Are you proud of that? Right the, uh, there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Riley, Riley is absolutely right. So, so this is a, a, a segue. It's going to come back. Don't worry about it. But I know because sometimes I look at our comments that we're going to get some antis and some of our Christian brothers and sisters who are going to be very angry with the Latter-day Saint conception of marriage. We believe that after you die, if you're sealed, and you can be with your family forever. That includes your spouse. That is something very strange and unique to our religion. Something that many of uh, our Christian brothers and sisters take issue with. Because in Matthew chapter 22, Christ says famously, For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. And many of our Christian brothers and sisters say, Well, there is no marriage after death. You guys, your belief in marriage is wrong. Well, this is just the guys. We're like a snap. Okay, you don't like the taste of this video. You're going to learn something anyways. You're going to turn the cap over. Learn a little factoid today. We're going to learn a little factoid. Okay, in Greek, the word for marriage. There's two of these words in many ancient languages. This is the case. One is for men getting married. One is for women getting married. He says they're not. They neither marry nor are given in marriage. Men marry. Women are given in marriage. It is a perfective verb. The Greek verb is gameo, 
or gamizo, if it's unconjugated. That means that when Christ was talking about this, he was saying, in the resurrection, you can't make new marriages. Men can't make them. Mm. Women can't make them. You're done. You can't make new marriages. All the marriages have already been figured out. Later on in section 132, the Lord reveals to the modern-day prophets that uh, if you're not sealed by his word, then your marriage doesn't mean anything anyways after the resurrection. Okay? So this is how we interpret this verse from Matthew 22. I'm just trying to get ahead of all those haters out there who are jealous that our women are more beautiful, that our marriages are happier. We're going to be like, in Matthew 22, it says you can't be married. No, get that out of your head. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Okay, that's not what he was saying. There you go. That's my rant. That's my Snapple. Now you're doing something. Well, um, I actually think it's a twofold answer in going along with what you guys have said. Jumping off of what you're saying, Jonah, I think the very concept of marriage is an eternal thing is such a big factor here because I think that that plays into who you choose. So why do Mormons marry so fast then after knowing each other for two weeks? (laughs) No, that's true. You grew up in Springville, right? (laughs) You grew up in Springville. That's a Springville thing. I'm just kidding. Hey, I'm just kidding. Hey, careful, careful. Some of us here were literally engaged after two weeks, okay? Let's yeah, that was Jonah, actually. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's be careful, all right? <laughs> and it worked though. I'm just saying. Yeah, and Jonah, well, how many it. how many kids do you have? Uh just six or something, you know. So it's still it's you know, it could it might not it There's might not no last. Way that was a lucky guess. There's no way you just guessed and said, I bet I'm gonna like you in ten years from now. But it's it's a thing that we do pray about, right? And people really try to focus on getting it right. You know, and and I think that kind of level of sanctity that we give to marriage really makes it very special that we we think this is going to be the only time we get married and it's going to be for eternity. You know, there's there's no out, not even death. Like it's not till death do us part for us. Right. So like you got to get it right. And so I think that that leads to more like focus on being certain that you've gotten the right decision, you know. Yeah, And then outside of that, I, I actually think this one, uh, there's there's been some studies that have been done about this. Like we we don't cohabitate before marriage. That's something that if you're getting married in the temple, it's very unlikely that you've cohabitated before marriage. And if you have, you've gone through a repentance process before going through the temple. Right. And so I think like studies have shown that. If you are cohabitating before marriage, you end up with lower marital satisfaction and you're more likely to get divorced. That's just the way the numbers land. And so is I think cohabitate factors, your euphemism for sex. No, no, no. Li- li- literally <laughs> yeah. live together. Right. <laughs> oh, I was just kidding. Yeah. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not everything is about that. So um, here's my. Uh, yes, it is. I read for aid. I'm I'm erudite. I'm I'm I have a college degree. I know things. Okay. Oh, oh. No, Sorry, so uh, I heard you say I read Back Fortnite. Up. What did you say? No, Freud. I read oh, Sigmund Freud. Freud. Okay, that makes a lot Wait, more didn't sense. Freud, didn't Freud write Fortnite though? I thought Freud wrote yes. Fortnite. Some might call Fortnite very Freudian. But I'm pretty sure. um, yeah. okay. I hope not. I'm only 75% so, sure he's lying. <laughs> yeah. So um anyway, actually I will mirror what the wise and erudite um Riley said 
because the most well-adjusted children are children that come out of religious households, especially religions that have very um, well-codified rites of passage, that that is something that helps children uh, grow developmentally, both spiritually, physically, socially, so on and so forth, are those rites of passage. And the fact that in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we believe in like, you know, an actual physical apotheosis that men can become like God, that, you know, gender is eternal, marriage is eternal, um, all these things have eternal significance um we have put emphasis on uh correctly making and keeping covenants and with me and my wife for example um we dated for a short period of time i dated i, I got married late in life i was 29 when i got married she was 23 <gasps> and i know yeah i was 29 when i got married man a full-on menace to society how, how'd you wait yeah. there man? dude i'm telling you i'm telling you man so um i'm stoic i'm like an oak you know so anyway i uh yeah, I got married to Brittany uh, when I was 29, and I was just having this talk with uh, some young people here literally just yesterday when they were kind of hemming and hawing about the law of chastity and this and that. And I said, look, our church has done a great disservice because we haven't explained the practical applications of law and chastity, uh, law of chastity and how it actually generates happiness. We've done a good job of like just assuming the Protestant mantle around us and making all these stupid shame based arguments uh, when we like <laughs> drop the ball and are confronted with why should we do this when the rest of the world isn't, you know, and we just kind of divert to silly, stupid uh, Protestant uh uh, answers but um when me and Brittany started dating because we wanted to try and quote do it right and keep our covenants and so on and so forth um we had to try together to keep the law of chastity and there were times where i was better and there was times where she was better but at the end of the day um we did and we made it to the temple we got married there and i i told these young people when i was talking to them i said having children and being a successful father is the single most happy thing I've ever done. No award I've I've gotten, no um no accolades I've received, no amount of money I've earned has compared to the joy that I have had being through the trials and the ups and the downs and the goodness and the badness with both my wife and my children. And the only way you can get there and have a successful family statistically is through marriage. And marriages need to function and you have to get over difficult things together and the first hard thing that we ever did together was keeping the law of chastity and waiting to have sex until we were married and so it was kind of like our training ground and we needed that because like within only maybe about 24 months of us being married we had a daughter that had a a, a, a life-threatening cancer we had to live in a children's hospital for 15 months we ended up having all these crazy issues that happened with her family with business with work with contracts life got extremely hectic hectic extremely fast in situations where we should have been a statistic we should have been one of those you know 50 percent of first marriages that fail and everything but it didn't because we had done that first hard thing together and had trained ourselves how to work together. And so I think you're, I think you're right, Riley. I don't want to give you credit because you're a woman and I believe in patriarchy and horses. I understand. But, um, but <laughs> have you seen the Barbie movie? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've literally yeah. been saying that now and I can see who has seen the Barbie movie or not just by saying like, I'm sorry, I believe in patriarchy and horses. <laughs> And then like some people have some people just walk away thinking you're a bigot, but it's really, really funny. So anyway, um, yeah, now, one, oh, now, we'll there's through. one extra thing. Yes. Brad and then Jonah. OK, no, Jonah, you go first. Well, I was just going to say, so one other one other uh, a part of this is that um, when is that our religion, the religion that was restored by Joseph Smith exalts the everyday. 
Our religion exalts the, the work of being a father and a mother. We believe that there's no greater, more divine calling than being a father or mother. So some dude who goes out every day and digs ditches or, or shovels goat poop or fixes plumbing is just as godly as someone who sits in the temple all day reading the Torah. Okay, Joseph Smith restored that religion that when you are raising your children, when you're teaching them to, to, to be patient with each other, when you're helping them with their math homework, or when you're doing the paper route with them, you are doing God's work. There is no higher work than that. And that is something unique to our religion. It's something I don't think we appreciate how crazy that is, that our Christian brothers and sisters reject the idea that families are eternal. They don't have that. All of the LDS offshoots in the early days of the church also reject eternal families. Eternal families is unique to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and it exalts parenthood and families, and that's, I think, the core of why our marriages are just bad. Actually, I just because a lot of times uh, there are lots of people who have served a mission, and your spouse isn't your worst companion. (laughs) You've had a worst companion before. So true. When when I found See, out Riley the bottom of the barrel, and you're like, you know what? It's not as bad as that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I am so grateful for Riley's bad companions. I didn't have any bad ones. Oh, you want to say that to Hermana? I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> oh, that would be <laughs> dude. It, I am gonna edit in. I a was name gonna there. say. Uh, I was just gonna say no. the names I remembered, no. and they were gonna be like the good ones, and they'd be like, her eyes, her eyes got big. <laughs> that was really funny. He was like, who are you going to say? So anyway, um, I am just pleased to see that a little bit of research here by uh, our boy Josh Coates here and his 80,000 postcards has yielded, yield, has yielded, is that grammatically correct? Or did yield, let's uh, let's just go old school, did yield. <laughs> so, yielded. Hath Yolden. Yeah, that's the- <laughs> some uh, pretty interesting data here in which we find out that not only do um, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints stay married longer, but they um, they uh, they have more successful marriages with more children, which is kind of cool and uh, makes me very hopeful for the future of and all dude, these young people. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually super excited to see the upcoming uh articles that are going to be coming out after this because the that marriage stat is just brushing the surface i think of what they talk about here they talk about some basic demographic stuff moral foundations theory and then asking respondents about their beliefs related to a host of other topics and then they found that there were like two very different ways that respondents answered to those questions so i'm super fascinated to see what that comes back looking like right okay um a cliffhanger on yeah. this article, if you will. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what it says. All right, cool. Well, guys, as always, it's been real and it's been fun. It's been real fun. For this and more, please check us out at wardradio.com. This is going to be the best day ever. This is going to be the best day ever. Wake up. Top of the morning, the bacon is crispy, the coffee is pouring. My meditation is peeling an orange. The bank says I'm already scoring. I got a parking spot right outside. Step into my brand new ride.